2: Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, usually Saturdays from 3 to 6. Today it's Sunday, Labor Day weekend. I am on live from 1 to 3. My show is going to move around a bit. During football season, so if you want to make sure you keep up on when it's going to be broadcast live or if you want to listen to the commercial-free podcasts, sign up for my blog, com, and you'll get an email about that stuff. Uh, next weekend, Saturday, September 9th, I'm going to be on 2 to 3.30 live here on WSB, but again, sign up for the blog and uh, or you can do show dot com easier to remember, but uh, and you'll get a a notification of when the shows are up or when we've got a new podcast. I do podcasts with my producer Binkley here, and uh, we go down the rabbit hole sometimes, and sometimes we're taken down the rabbit hole. So today, I was just talking about some of the things that are in the news that I think whether they are manufactured or real or whatever. They are nevertheless exploited by the powers that be to effect policy changes that people would not necessarily agree to in a reasoned exchange of ideas in a in an analytical application of principle to problem. What they want is for you to be emotional, hysterical, and then. Uh, you know, there's a hurricane. The debt ceiling is off. It's like you know, Texas is a, an oil rich place, and I and and when you hear people on the right, uh, there was an article by Peggy Noonan saying, uh, "I'm not going to read the whole." the whole passage, but it starts with give Texas what it needs. It has endured a disaster without precedent. Washington must move quickly, generously. There should be no, the relief bill must be offset by cuts in federal spending. There should be no larding it up or loading it down with extraneous measures. This is an emergency. I mean, that just, that's Peggy Noonan in the wall street journal. I mean, that's the right. Now, why isn't she saying if, you know, billionaires are giving millions. And if every American who could afford it gave a hundred bucks each, on top of that, these the problems in texas would be would be solved. And why don't people do that? Because they know they already gave that money. They gave it to the government. They all our discretionary income is taxed away. There's a fundamental flaw in the system where now, when there's a crisis, nobody has any reserves because they already sent it to the social security system or, federal taxes, and uh, and nobody even on the right is pointing out the fundamental problem with this philosophy. And that, to me, is a tell. They're u- always, the left and the right, are always using these crises to uh, promote a policy solution, a bigger government solution. But one thing, this Harvey thing was so unprecedented, and I think in the mainstream media, they talk about it being... You know, unnatural. Basically, that when they say it's man-made climate change, they're saying this is an unnatural occurrence. Then there are people who think that yes, it's unnatural, and and methods are of weather modification are either being used to make it worse, or not being used to make it less bad. That not acting. So the government talks about uh, the ability to seed clouds to reduce the impact of hurricanes. Did they do it? Uh, I don't know, and if they didn't, that's reprehensible because they've spent our money to to do that. So, but this kind of thing, when you start talking about that stuff, which is very hard to evaluate because it's science, you know, and unless you're a specialist, and a lot of the specialists are co opted or specialists in different fields, it doesn't apply. You know, it's a very muddled up issue, and it's hard for your regular voter in a democratic Republic to, to make a sound judgment on to cast your vote or your um, support behind policies that impact this stuff, because it's hard for us to evaluate it. But when I ask these questions, sometimes I, uh, I get some, you know, people don't even want the questions asked. So Binkley, let's, I want to, I do want to move on to the, to the, um, smoking gun clips you found about how to manipulate how the left is manipulated i do but let's just wrap up this subject with some tweets you can tweet at me at monica perez show or call me at 800 WSB talk what do you got i
3: have a couple of tweets that are coming from opposite ends one from casey's mom she says glad to hear others are thinking like me
2: yeah we had a lot of good calls of people really one after another of people who do think that this was uh not a strictly natural uh you know the impact of this event the intensity of the storm all that was not strictly natural but that it's not climate change it's not inadvertent man-made activity so a lot of people think that okay what you got on the other side
3: we have another one from atl cowboy whose picture his profile picture is kid rock he says someone please instruct me on how to make my tinfoil hat
2: (laughs) see this is the thing when when I posed earlier, I said last week, this is the first time I have ever... And if you listen to my show, you know, I am down the rabbit hole most of the time. Mm-hmm. But the weather... So I've never been down the rabbit hole on that. I just, like, feel like I don't get it. HARP, chemtrails, I just don't know. So I said, but this is the first time I'm beginning to wonder. Maybe I should dig in a little bit. And people who are uh, a little more versed in in weather modification sent me links or whatever. But the people who... We're opposed to the notion just, you know, like that guy's calling me names. You know what I mean? You're, you tinfoil hat. You know what I mean? It's like I always tell my kids, I don't care if you agree with me at all. But refute my arguments. Don't dismiss them. You know, laughter is not an answer. So so that's all I ask. But, uh, But you're laughing. Why are you laughing?
3: Well, it's not even that down the rabbit hole when it comes to weather modification because... It's openly done. It's a lot more proven than climate change. Beijing has a weather modification office.
2: I actually saw a a company called Weather Modification. Like these are the products we offer, including cloud seeding, which I guess is used for agricultural purposes. Uh, Yeah, so there is that, and um, it's certainly stated goal. There, somebody sent me a link to a document from at least twenty years ago called. Using weather as a force multiplier, that uh, the military, if they can influence the weather by 2025, I think was the goal. They can um, it can enhance their abilities in war. You know, if they can direct, they said we, we try to control lightning. But if we try to control, we try to control it defensively to save people. But what if we tried to control it offensively to hurt people? Yeah. You know, that's what it says in the document. It's a government document declassified. Anything that's declassified, I I'm like okay, maybe. Maybe that's a limited hangout, but their limited hangout does have some hangout, and there <laughs> it is. So I, I think that there is, I I, I I wouldn't laugh at anyone. There is weather modification. Can Do they have the capacity to impact a hurricane for better or worse? They have certainly tried. That is documented. That is something they've always wanted to do because hurricanes are so damaging. Uh, and, and did they do it? And if so, what impact could it have had? You know, I don't know, but it's a little more straightforward how they how it's I think it's a lot easier to prove that the the human crises are manipulated by people with an interest, whether you think it's people on the left or people on the right. If you think it's a a power that kind of uses the two party conflict for purposes of concentrating power at the top. I don't know, but you were you were looking into some stuff, Bankley, about um we'll play the clips maybe at the bottom of the hour, but let's talk about a little bit what you're coming up with. Here's what I what I see is that you have these People, so let's call them millennials, I don't know. You know, I look at John Ossoff, and I can't help but think that that was, you know, the age demographic was important and getting people mobilized. Mobilizing people for a cause is something that they are really bringing to an art here from Occupy to the Tea Party uh, they're looking at what's worked in the past, and they're really trying to refine it. And if you look at their websites and stuff, they're almost overproduced. You know, they're they're uh, they're so not grassroots. They're just they're they're stylized almost. But what do you follow? You come up with these clips from videos. What what? And then we're going to hear from that. But what is it?
3: I follow Indivisible. Indivisible is a propaganda organ that powers the anti-Trump resistance movement. They train activists in how to agitate.
2: And who's behind it?
3: There's a bunch of former congressional staffers that are behind it, but they're linked to community organizers that worked with Hillary Clinton, and they're linked to George Soros.
2: Yeah, see, I feel like that—I did see that. I kind of—I noticed I don't follow it like you do, but I did notice that the story, the front story, is that it's these these, um, congressional staffers who had to use their skills— you know in service of what was right and good because they were so beside themselves about what was happening and then like overnight this is this where it starts getting crazy overnight like it exploded so virally that all their servers crashed and they had to call in you know yeah george Soros or whatever but there's even uh, ossoff was i think the last one you were telling me that in atlanta john ossoff was there who was the congresswoman we uh talked about
3: I cannot remember her name right at this moment.
2: It's that chick whose husband was in a Project Veritas. Bob Kramer. Oh, that's her husband. Yeah, it's yeah. the Illinois Congresswoman Jan something. And uh, so these are people who are fairly high up, fairly powerful, obviously connected to the power structure on the left. My argument is that that power structure you know, transcends the left and the right. But when you hear, I find these clips interesting because they're clearly set up to target a very specific demographic, to do very specific things. And and I can see that there are steps in the bigger picture. You can see how the last step led to this step, led to the next, will lead to the next step, and how it's really like the term slippery slope. Like you don't want to regulate speech because next thing you know, it's, it's going to be a very highly controlled political discussion. So I think that we have some evidence that that's where we're headed. And I want to play that. Hi, the bottom of the hour and read some tweets. In the meanwhile, 800 WSB talk, you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: You got me excited because
4: this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on Muse 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
2: Mostly sunny tomorrow, Labor Day, high of 87 in the forecast. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Going to Alan in Marietta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica.
0: Hi there. I think it's just the concept. The more people you have in an area, the worse the disaster is going to be. And with the population growth, a lot of these areas that were deserted at one time are now populated. I mean, six thousand years ago, Northern Africa was a lush jungle, but right now it's a desert. It, it's it's not the weather that's changing. It's where people are. I mean, people are moving to the the uh, coast, putting up uh, beach houses, everything like that, where 50 years ago, that was not heard of. So when a hurricane hit or a tornado hit, it didn't affect anything, so nobody paid any attention to it.
2: I agree now with that, you know. and I think, generally speaking, that that's why, like, to have flood insurance provided by the government where it's not a strictly free market uh, freely priced super expensive item you get more people living in dangerous areas. that's what they call a moral hazard. however, in this case with the Houston the the rains were truly unprecedented. They got more rain in a week than they normally get in a year if I if I read that right Now that you know, yeah what's that about hits, hit
0: the, the, um, uh, Southeast Asia all the time and they dump as much rain or anything else. It's just too many people lived in that area, or, or built their houses in a floodplain, and now they're going. Well, it's global warming or global or climate change or whatever. It's the only way to really affect the weather on this planet is the distance of the planet to the sun. <laughs> a thousand yes. miles closer, and, and sunspots. we have different weather. You know, a thousand yeah. miles farther away, and you know, radiation basically runs the weather machine on this planet. And solar,
2: storm. solar storms bring the sun closer to us, and that does have an impact, too. So I really don't know. But, you know, I don't know how to—some people actually do point out, I don't know how to evaluate this. But if you watch some of the weather warriors, the exposés, they they claim that some energy pulses, maybe an electromagnetic pulse or the equivalent of that, can change the direction of some weather systems and I just am not in a position to be able to evaluate that straight up. Uh, some great stuff from Bankley exposing Indivisible. After the break, this is Monica Perez. And
4: now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB um, Beyond statues, are there efforts to change names for schools and other public buildings and spaces?
1: Uh, definitely, yeah. Actually, um, uh, we've been moving away from the language of just talking about confederate s- statues and really talking about the symbols of white supremacy. So there, things are also outside the confederacy that you know may, probably should be changed. Uh, for instance, this, this, there's the uh, monument outside of the Mer- oh, that was outside of the Maryland State Capitol in Annapolis. Um, the can't remember the name right now. With the judge who ruled in the Dred Scott case, right? Like he was a confederate general, but his history was pretty. Um, aligned with white supremacist agenda in America. Um, in any, at any rate, yes. Schools, public buildings, parks, streets, highways. Um, we um, have been doing, been looking at a lot of the highways in Virginia post Ferguson. You know, we they still have Jefferson Davis Highway, um, mm-hmm. Lee, uh, Lee Jefferson mm-hmm. Highway. These are you know stuff that's controlled by. Folks in Virginia, um, and that you know should be renamed at the but and that and are controlled at the state level, not just local level.
2: So that was a uh a guy, a leader of the, of the indivisible movement. I think the fact that these guys are so young, they are not uh they don't seem very polished. I, I think that's obvious that they are. Front people for bigger agenda. But what he was talking about was the next step in the slippery slope that what they're going for is you start with uh, Confederate war generals and then um, you go to judges, whatever. And it's funny because I had in pondering the solution to this problem starting a few weeks ago about the statues. I realized that, as is always the case for me, the libertarian principles are applicable and usually identify the government problem that created the crisis and just eliminate that problem so the government should not be in the business of establishing public spaces of establishing heroes of creating the narrative of writing the history of course they do that because government this kind of government the modern state the coercive state is first and foremost a method of control, a opposite of what you think it is as a way to defend your rights. As Albert J. Nock wrote in the great, incredibly short book, Our Enemy, the State, government power is actually used to bestow privilege at the expense of our rights. And part of that is the symbolism. But these guys, instead of wanting to take that power away from the government— Give it back to the people, which would be kind of more democratic for people to want to seek out the answers and uh, evaluate them. What that m- group it, it talks about in some of the other clips as well is is using that power for their own purposes. So they don't want to eliminate the symbology. They don't want to eliminate the statues. They don't want to eliminate the you know naming convention centers after politicians, uh, which is such an insult. Uh, they want to name them after their own heroes so that they can use this tremendous power at the top. Because remember the difference between the left and the right in this country has historically been the left embraces the power of big governments. They think of it as something that can be trusted and used. The right rejected it, which is where the tea party came from the Liberty movement. That's where I suspect the Trump populism comes in uh, where He is trying to convince us, and Hurricane Harvey works into this, that that the government can be used for the purposes that the right hold dear, which even those purposes have been transformed. He's like, we can help you get jobs. We can help you get disaster relief. That's not what the right wanted historically in this country. What we wanted was individual liberty so that we could take care of that stuff ourselves and use government strictly for mutual self-defense, preferably, you know, uh, specifically against just wars. Uh, so so this transformation of society that Obama envisioned is happening on both of the left and the right. But we were, we can do a little bit more of that. I want to take a call. Um, people still want to talk about the Hurricane Harvey, 800-WSB-TALK, if you like. Uh, Michael in Gainesville. Hi, Michael, you're on with Monica.
5: Hey Monica, uh you were speaking with a gentleman earlier about the HARP program. Initially, the first atmospheric warmer was a device called the Russian Woodpecker, and the US government thought it was an over the horizon uh radar system to detect uh US long-range strategic bombers when in actuality some ham radio operators that worked in the university system discovered that its true function was to experiment with weather. Uh, Well, in... Are you talking about... In how it functioned. I'm talking
2: about... How long ago?
5: this, This would have been... Uh... 1980s. Well, so was it successful? We built Harp in response to the Russian woodpecker in Alaska. We built the first Harp Atmospheric Research Center in Alaska as response to the discovering what that Russian woodpecker was actually doing. In the process, while we're playing ball with the Russians, the Chinese built six atmospheric warmers in a position that were strategically built that they could affect East Coast and Southeast weather. And during the George... Remember during the Bush administration, Bush 2, not Bush 1, how many hurricanes we had. It seemed like there was a... As soon as one hurricane dried up, another one came up the Gulf.
2: So, wait. Pause for a second, Michael. Are you suggesting that this... that? The weather manipulation is being used by Russia, China, and the United States to attack the other countries.
5: Yes, we're, we're use. It's being used to create weather events to cause the other countries' uh, financial uh, cost resources. Having to spend money that we could spend on whatever, whether it be social programs, whether it be military, or whatever, and the only- we built an atmospheric warmer in Puerto Rico right after Katrina.
2: I'm going to add and a business. Then this, we went eight
5: years. You need you need to do some research on the <laughs> atmospheric warmer, starting with the Russian woodpecker. Go through the.
2: Someone actually oh, yelled at me Alaska for suggesting... Hold on, Michael. Someone actually suggest- yelled at me... Don't go away, Michael. Somebody yelled at me, you know, pushed back on me online for suggesting I was going to research this stuff. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy to research it. But I want to push back on add a little wrinkle to this. I actually observe, I. I it seems in evidence to me, that our government has now assumed... The characteristic of a full on pathocracy, a pathocracy pathology, you know, it's a it's it's a system of government that actually works against the interests of the people. So what you're saying about China and Russia using it against us, the the funny thing is Washington, D.C. is using it against us. I have 10 agenda items. Uh, written down here on a piece of paper that Washington is using Harvey to consolidate their own power. So, well, uh, you know, go ahead.
5: I I I have no inside knowledge of that, so I can't speak to that. What I can speak to is the technology and the number of actual devices. That have been built by different countries and their locations.
2: I would love it if you would send me. Follow send,
5: what's your one number one them. source?
2: What's your number what's one that? source for you're, that?
5: You're, uh, I'm having a little difficulty with the delay here.
2: Okay, I just want to know if you can share with me and the audience one go-to place to start investigating what you're talking about. I'm interested. What's the number one source you like?
5: Let, let me email you that because I okay. I don't have right. that. I'm not sitting in front of my computer. I'm actually on a job site working. I will email you some links, and then you can choose do to it. post them if yeah. you go
2: to. I'll pass them around. I'll put them in the show notes. What we do is what Binkley and I do we put up the podcasts of these shows and our own podcasts on PropagandaReportDaily.com. dot com, and then a lot of times we'll put up show notes with that, so we'll include that. Uh, Binkley, let's let's do that. So, what um, do we have? Any tweets that want to chime in on this conversation, Binkley, or are we uh, exhausted? Uh, thank you very much for the call, Michael.
3: Yeah, we do have one talking about an agenda item for Hurricane Harvey Alpha Insider says that it is to cripple the oil industry on the coast and the next is going to be the Mississippi River for the transport because that's where oil comes from the north
2: but why would they want to do that to benefit the shale industry or to um, it certainly seems like there's going to be a big profit margin when you when you see the prices go up at the pump I can't help but think. We're not the ones who, they're not giving us the best price possible. You know, they're going to exploit that crisis if at all possible. And uh, I always think of the big three in the military-industrial complex as big energy, big finance, and defense. So uh, I do think that they tend to get the better end of the stick, uh, the better end of the bargain. I'm going to try to squeeze in a call from Sandy in Marietta. Sandy, you're on with Monica.
4: Uh, Yes, I just wanted to add to the uh, weather um, comment that you were talking about. Weather warfare 101 is a really good one to look at on YouTube. And it will show huge, um, um, it looks like machines that are extremely loud. They take hydrogen and oxygen, mix them together through this machine and produce clouds, which then produces more and more rain as they produce more and more clouds which would then give, you know, the idea that why Harvey sat there over uh, Houston and didn't move for the longest time. Uh, Every other time I've ever seen a hurricane, it always spins for a while, and after a day or so, it's heading north and going east. This time it didn't. It just sat there. So it was being produced by something other than nature.
2: That's very interesting. I mean, you really have to dig into this stuff. That's so hard to get your mind around What's the difference between assessing that science, that evidence, that presentation that you find on Weather Warfare 101, and separating that out from just a leap of faith that that this is what they're telling you? You know what I mean? I certainly don't believe what the mainstream media tells me. They don't even try to explain it to me. But, I, you know, that's where I kind of get get caught up in the science stuff. It's hard for me to to separate what is obviously the most... Uh, the best explanation for what I'm seeing when it's in a field I have no, uh, you know, specific knowledge of. You want to give me a pointer on that, or is that am I on my own?
4: Uh, no, I, I think uh, you're hitting it right on the money is that uh, with, through the propaganda, it's very difficult to be able to point out what's true and what's being given to us, especially with, you know, problem, reaction, solution. The government gives us a problem, they see the reaction, and they provide us with a solution.
2: Yeah, I, I say when I get faced with something I cannot suss out as a voter, as a person who assesses policy, I say that then then what you need to do is just assume, you know, like with wars, do we need to unseat Assad? Well, you know, seems like by trying to do that, you spread terrorism, you spread refugees, does not seem to be in our interest. And uh, so I would say you have to err on the side of I don't really understand that. So we need to stay out of it. Generally, for action, I say that. For this kind of thing, where you don't even know if there's an action taking place, I would say, okay, just make sure you don't allow the crisis to be used against us. To be used to say, okay, the federal government. You know, even even Texans are socialists now. Even Texans realize it's just the way. Sandy, you know, Christy delivered New Jersey to Obama in the face of Sandy. You know, I remember thinking we are all socialists now. That's kind of what they're using this to exploit Texas. So I would just say don't let these emotional situations, these black swan events change the fundamentals of our principles. That's at least one safeguard. But I am going to check out Weather Warfare 101. Thank you so much for recommendation, Sandy, going to wrap it up after this. This is Monica Perez.
4: Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
2: 78 degrees outside the studio. Skies are sunny and clear. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I have been on live today, Sunday, Labor Day weekend, 1 to 3. Normally, my show is on Saturday, 3 to 6, but I move around to accommodate UGA football. WSB is home of the dogs. but uh, I will be next week on Saturday. Saturday, September 9th, I'll be on from 2 to 3.30, so you can hear me live then. But if you want to try to keep up with my schedule, my live schedule, or uh, listen to the WSB very graciously, allows me to post the shows commercial-free as podcasts for those who do not uh, catch it live, you can go to com or uh, my website, com and get all of the podcasts that we do. Uh from the on-air show and also with my producer Binkley we go a little bit further down the rabbit hole. If this is the first time you've heard me you're probably like, "You go further down the rabbit hole?" But uh indeed we do. So check us out. Until next week this is Monica Perret.
4: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.